Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 25 Minutes later, the back door of an abandoned store was kicked halfway off its hinges, and the battered form of Case Bermel, former enforcer for the Rider mob, betrayed member of the crime cabal, came hurtling into the empty room. He landed with a dull thud, barely registering the clouds of dust his impact threw up around him. His arm was grotesquely broken, and he had taken shrapnel to the chest from one of the explosions. His dark suit front was stained with his own blood and he was gasping for breath. His left hand was badly burned by the fire that now raged down the street. The air was thick with the howl of sirens, police, fire trucks, ambulances all descending upon the inferno caused by the crime cabal's sinister trap. Bermel struggled to get to his knees, if he could just attract the attention of... of someone... The light through the door was suddenly blocked by the large, enraged form of the Red Panda. Savagely, he thrust a boot into Bermel's midsection, dropping him back to the floor. The masked man reached down with his left hand and hauled the full-sized gangster along as if he were lifting a toy. He took a half-dozen strides deeper into the empty room and threw Bermel bodily against a countertop, which cracked and crumbled at the force of the blow. Bermel whimpered. The Red Panda took two steps towards him. From the doorway through which they had just passed, Bermel heard a voice gasp, Hold it right there! Parker stepped into the room, his thirty-eight revolver extended to arm's length. The Red Panda did not even turn to look at the young policeman. His left hand swept behind him in a rapid motion, and a small red boomerang folded out in midair and cracked into Parker's hand. It was a blind throw from twenty feet away, but it was dead on target, and the pistol flew from Parker's hand and skipped across the room. Next time you pull a gun on me, Parker, the masked man growled without turning. Make sure you drop me with one shot, because you won't get another. Parker's heart was in his throat, but he stood his ground. That man is a material witness in a criminal investigation, he began, which is precisely what I intend to pursue, snapped the Red Panda. The police can... The police have done nothing but bungle and hinder this investigation at every turn, the Red Panda hissed, his eyes blazing as he turned. Particularly you... I don't know what your angle is, Parker, and at the moment I don't much care. I'll deal with you later. Now be silent while I interrogate Bermel. He's badly wounded, Parker protested. He'll never survive an interrogation. He's dead already, the Red Panda said bluntly, turning back to the gangster where he lay gasping. Aren't you, Case Bermel? You can feel the life draining out of you. No power in this world can save you. Bermel gasped his reply. <sighs> Yes, he said coldly. Shivers ran up Andy Parker's spine. He had seen death before, but never with such grim acceptance. The masked man drew closer to Bermel and spoke evenly, almost softly, but with intensity. They did this to you, Bermel. Your masters. They set you and Mitch Palmer up, and for no other reason than because you once worked with Satchel Braun... They cut their losses, and that cost you both your lives. I reckon they did, Bermel said, his teeth gritted in rage and pain. There is only one way that you can survive to have your revenge, Bermel. Tell me what you know. Bermel gasped in agony. There was not much time. Why should I? he spat. 
I can take the pain away, Case, the red panda said, gently. Burmel said nothing, but his eyes darted upward, hopefully. No one in the world can save you, but only I can offer you a peaceful death, free from pain, even with some manner of dignity, the red panda promised. And I swear to you that those who did this will pay a heavy price. Another wave of agony seized Burmel. There was little time. What? Oh, what do I have to do? he gasped. Just open your mind to mine, Burmel. The red panda's tone changed. Open your mind to mine. Andy Parker could only look on and gape in astonishment as the man in the mask, through the power of his mind, calmed the writhing gangster. Burmel's expression changed to one of serenity. His breathing became even and regular. Then, as Burmel's trance became deeper, he began to answer the Red Panda's questions. He revealed the location of the crime cabal's headquarters, of the secret entrance in the floor of Fong's laundromat. He gave a complete description of the connecting tunnel with its two steel doors and a general description of the headquarters beyond before his breathing began to become irregular and his speech faded down to a whisper. And then he was gone. You. You let him die, Parker glared. You saw his wounds, the red panda said grimly. Nothing could have saved him. And he got what he deserved. You don't get to decide that, Parker protested. I didn't decide it, Constable. He did, and his cohorts in this so-called crime cabal. Burmel and Palmer had murder on their minds in that alleyway, and they are justly served with their own treachery. The Red Panda turned suddenly and moved past Parker towards the door. Wait, Parker called. Where do you think you're going? He quickly moved between the Red Panda and the door. Get out of my way, the Red Panda ordered coldly. This is a matter for the law, Red Panda. I can't let you race into this half-cocked and get yourself killed. You also can't stop me, the Red Panda said without apparent emotion. Well, I, you don't even know what you're angry about, Parker. Are you trying to maintain the rule of law, chase personal glory, or save my life? Whatever it is, I don't have time for it. Get out of my way! He loomed closer to Parker until the two were almost nose to nose. Parker swallowed hard but held his ground. You can't do this alone, Parker protested. The Red Panda grit his teeth in anger. I wouldn't have to if you'd stayed out of this, he growled. She raced into a bad situation to save your miserable life just as she had saved it twice already. You have a habit of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. If time were more convenient, I would think to wonder why. Parker flushed. Do you think? I don't know and I don't care. I don't have time for you. The Red Panda threw Parker aside with one thrust of his arm. I'm sorry for what happened to her, Parker called from the floor, but a suicide mission won't bring her back. The Red Panda froze. You're making a rather large assumption, Parker. If she was killed, nothing else matters but making sure these savages never hurt another person. But I don't believe that. You think she... That she could have... I don't know, the Red Panda turned his head. The explosions at Northcott's and the Golden Goose were massive beyond any reasonable scale, but without any finesse. Anyone with access to enough high explosives and no regard for human life could have set those off. But tonight? That was precision work, both in the alley and in the house. Those charges were sequenced. 
by a master. But, but why, Parker stammered, to drive us into that room and knock the floor out from underneath us, and then drop the ceiling to cover the trail, yes, the red panda continued, which it did with great efficiency. But I'm inclined to think those charges were set with more in mind than murder. I think they were after insurance. That's why you didn't ask Bermel about the membership of this crime cabal or, or for incriminating evidence. That and the fact that the hearsay evidence of a dead man would be utterly worthless in a court of law, Constable. You know that. What are you going to do? That headquarters Bermel described, it sounds impregnable. It was designed to be so, the Red Panda said seriously. But doing the impossible is only difficult if you insist on living through it. How can you joke about this, Parker protested. Constable Parker, the masked man said, I cannot impress upon you just how serious I am. If this crime cabal has taken the flying squirrel prisoner, they will have taken her to the most secure location they can. Right to their headquarters. God help them, yes, the red panda said with a raised eyebrow. I don't understand, Parker said. I can't imagine a worse mistake anyone could ever make than to assume that young woman to be helpless. Ever. But even she won't be able to fight her way out of that fortress alone. Neither will you. What if she... What if she isn't there? Then it all comes down. The red panda turned away. I'm coming with you, Parker insisted. The red panda seemed surprised. You're not invited, he said seriously. Parker puffed up his chest. You said it yourself. It's my fault if she's been taken, and it's my fault if she's been killed. That was unfair. The fault is also mine, and mostly theirs. I can't live with my share of that. Parker stuck his chin out. His eyes blazed. The Red Panda looked at the young police officer for a long moment. There was a strength about him, an air of nobility and sacrifice that he wore well. You understand, the Red Panda said simply, that we fight to the last breath that we never give up until the job is done, and that I don't really expect us to come back. Barker swallowed hard, but didn't flinch. I'm coming with you, he said. Fine. The red panda turned and walked away, fast. Barker was so surprised he almost forgot to follow. Do you know what we'll be up against? Parker asked as they hurried into the night. I have a general idea, the masked man said as he ran. Those explosions can only be the work of one man. I don't know how he can still be alive, but at last I know the identity of our wild card. Hello listeners, it's Nazroom 2023. That is the National Audio Drama Scriptwriters Month, where every year, on the darkest and shortest month of the year, audio playwriters everywhere take the various challenges. Go to sonicsociety.org and click on Nazrim to accept your challenge today. 